Shine Runners. Welcome to the Shine Runner Show, quenching your marketing, distribution, sales, and experiential event thirst for more horsepower on the craft beer, cider, spirits, and winery industry. My name is Mark Colburn, and I'll be your crew chief. Today's episode is Tips for the Supplier Sales Rep. Our program's goal, to give you some real-life marketing, distribution, experiential event, and sales experiences from a guy who's been in the craft beer, spirits, and cider biz for 25 years. The objective of this program will be to help you better understand marketing's role, priority, and importance in the marketplace and how it can help build your brand. Please send Shinerunner episode questions or comments to shinerunner at thebrewingnetwork.com. Little recap from episode number 21, Chatting with Tom McCormick. Episode 21 deviated from our, our typical format, whereby we interviewed the executive director of the California Craft Beer Association. We asked Tom about his opinions on a variety of topics, including taproom trends, popular craft beer styles, on and off premise trends, spirits and wine segment growth. Three-tier law longevity, packaging trends, cannabis, and how it fits in with craft beer. And then we kind of finished up with Tom's three-year crystal keg forecasts. So I suggest you listen to number 21 as Tom McCormick, he is a luminary in the industry. I should have another similar level speaker in the near future, and I look forward to bringing you that show. So let's get into today's topic, tips for the supplier sales rep. Today's episode is a result of a question I received from Chris Whitcomb, newly minted sales rep for Lead Dog Brewing located in Nevada. Congratulations, Chris. The next time you're in Reno, stop by Lead Dog for a cold one and say hello to Chris. So here's Chris's question. He says, uh, being new to beer sales, I was wondering if you can provide tips for new sales reps. I love the podcast and have been taking many notes. Thank you for any tips, and keep up the great podcast. So, thank you for your question, Chris. I think we'll devote the show's topic to your question, as I suspect that there are others like you out there that might appreciate some suggestions. So, let's get into it. Uh, being a supplier sales rep, I, I gotta admit, it's, it's not an easy job. You've got on- and off-premise account calls to make, distributors to visit and motivate, inventory responsibilities, new product launches, waitstaff trainings, dinner pairings, point-of-sale ordering, weekend festivals and events, freshness code checking, incentive creation, sales meeting preparation and execution, and more. When I think about all those responsibilities, I picture the sales rep with 12 spinning plates on sticks. A successful salesperson needs to keep all those plates spinning constantly. This can be seen as either a highly stressful job or it can be very rewarding if you thrive on keeping the gas down and the tack pegged. Many beverage entrepreneurs have their expertise in brewing, distilling, fermentation, winemaking, operations. Now, this means that the salesperson is often left to their own device. Larger firms typically will have a, a sales director. This person has probably risen through the sales ranks and will be a good mentor to learn from. If, however, 
This person is pulled in many directions and actively participates in senior distributor meetings, wholesaler appointments, hiring reviews, and even key account calls. The recently hired sales rep may be in a position to sink or swim. I've seen this daunting scenario play out many, many times. So Chris, let's see if I can help with some pointers. The first thing I recommend is for you to pre-plan your week the Friday before. Prioritize your next week's calendar by appointments. Be sure to get a time, date, and contact. Otherwise, you'll be chatting to barbacks, bartenders, cashiers, or merchandisers who typically cannot make a a buying decision. Now, challenge yourself each and every day. Some say you should make 12 or more account calls per day. I say make as many quality calls per day as you can, but always be mindful of time. On your territory, divide the geography into quadrants. Let's call it one, two, three, and four. Within each quadrant, designate your highest volume accounts as A accounts. These must be visited at least every other week by you. If you have a ton of accounts, this frequency might be reduced. However, this is corollary number one. If an account never sees you again, it will quickly drop your brand in favor of another. Next, designate your B accounts in each quadrant and shoot to visit them at least once every three weeks. Note that a visit is not an email or text. It is in-person. In-person sales calls will be your KDA, your key differentiating advantage, while your competition typically presents or contacts accounts by text. So next, sprinkle in your most promising non-buy accounts. Get this list from your distributor brand manager or sales director. These accounts are based on volume sales and placements of brands similar to yours. I suggest tasking yourself with seeing one to two of these accounts per quadrant every day. This will help sharpen your selling skills. Perhaps after you've seen your A and B accounts, you go see several non-buys in the afternoon. Always have several objectives in mind before you enter an account. Focus and mentally prepare on these prior to entering the account. Anticipate buyer objections and your responses to counter them. Fridays can be used to follow up with interested accounts or agreements made earlier in the week. Now, be sure to communicate all of your results with your wholesaler in an easy-to-read spreadsheet. This is a must. If you don't, This will backfire as the wholesaler sales rep will despise you because you're not communicating with them about their accounts. Remember, wholesaler sales reps are very account protective. Respect this or you'll fail. Make absolutely certain that you know your product line better than anyone else on the planet. If you don't, you won't be able to sell it. Practice questions and objections on every one of your SKUs. In fact, 
Develop a, a 30-second elevator pitch on your company's marketing story. Include your passion and creativity. This will pique the buyer's interest and curiosity and set the table for your product pitch. Always have cold samples available and enough to leave behind. I also suggest including a high-res point-of-sale piece on your products for the account and don't forget your business card. When making your pitch, begin with small talk. Look for something that you can gain a, a rapport with or, or build on with the buyer. Look deeply into the account for the owner's passion. You'll soon get good at this and learn how to use it to your advantage. Next, ask several open-ended questions. Let the buyer respond and listen to him or her. Open with a broad topic, then work down to specifics that tie in with your pre-account objectives. I call this Mark's funnel technique. I also suggest taking notes at the account, recording your observations and the buyer conversation. These will be put into a file for later use. If not, you will forget probably 90% of what you learned in the account that day. Review these periodically, searching for brand opportunity. I also caution against falling into what I call the favor banking trap. Many sales reps rely on favor banking as their primary means of selling. This will always end badly as the retailer amasses more and more power over the relationship. Try to keep the pendulum perpendicular. Think about this. Also, keep an eye out for incremental space in the account. When scanning an account, search for sedimentary layers of dust on displays. What does that signal to you as the account's consultant and business partner? I remember when I was in account in uh, San Francisco and I saw this big display of nuts and chips and I just ran my finger across it and it was right near the checkout. And I tell you, it just had so much dust on it. And I asked the buyer, I said, hey, do you sell many of these chips or nuts? And they admitted no. So we got them to, to move the display and put in a, a huge display of our, our craft beer right there at the checkout. And I'm sure that it sold a lot better than the dusty nuts and chips that they had. So keep an eye out for, for space opportunities like that. Always inspect your point of sale pieces while you're in, in, in the account. Some accounts certainly don't allow POS, but those that do should include yours. And if you can, get it at eye level. They also need to be current and reflect the brands carried. I've been in a lot of accounts where you know the brand logo was from 1980s or something. You want to get that out of there and refresh. Also carry that refresh POS in your vehicles at all times and provide such for the wholesaler, uh, distributor, salesperson. Now let's talk a little bit about how to use special events to your selling advantage. So let's say hey, you're talking to a buyer and you say, hey, Mr. Buyer, uh, I'm proud to inform you that our brand is participating in the local art and wine festival next weekend. So why should the buyer care? Well, this shows that your company supports the community. It also provides consumers with sampling opportunity. Once they try the brand at the festival, they'll want to know where they can buy it to take home to their fridge. Festival participation is also another chip in your KDA bucket that your competition probably can't claim. 
Perhaps you ask the account buyer about some current brands on his or her shelf that may not be selling so well. Then you ask, are they supporting the local community festival? I've used this logic to gain both on and off-premise new distribution placements. Don't forget to invite your buyers to your weekend tastings. Their poker faces will be down and you'll be able to sample and sell them more. On the topic of weekend events, be sure to set up nearby brand promotions or features after the festival ends so that consumers can continue the party at your brand-sponsored accounts. Work on this with the on-premise distributor salesperson to set these up. Be sure to have point of sale on the account, an outside banner, promoting such would be even better. But check with state alcohol laws on the outside banner placement requirements. So let's talk a little bit about the wholesaler. Believe in, I need you to, Chris and and everybody, I need you to believe in and commit to corollary number two. And that is the wholesaler is my internal customer. Get this tattooed on your bicep and say it five times on your morning jog every day. This is your new mantra. Without wholesaler, distributor, salesperson support and commitment, you won't survive in this hyper-competitive industry. You can't do it alone. It would be like a, a drag race between a Cushman meter maid cart and a Dodge Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye. You'll be blown away without distributor support. The wholesaler is your key to victory. Think synergy. Your goal is to convert the on- and off-premise sales teams into mini-use. And that brings me to our final corollary, corollary number three. People buy from people and brands that they like and people sell for people, you, and brands that they like. And what about the wholesaler sales meeting? This is where the vast majority of supplier sales reps and managers fail. Why? Because they rely on their egos to get them through presentations to this important audience. This results in a a freewheeling, non-rehearsed, long-running spiel absent of creative strategy, flow, or substance. The street-smart wholesaler audience will quickly pick up on this and continue to text away. This is your opportunity to shine. Rehearse your presentation and fill with substance, education, and objectives. Incorporate your personality, creativity, and passion into this. Include a clutter-busting incentive. Don't go too long. Have some colleagues listen to your rehearsals and they'll let you know. Funkifies and bring the Pete's coffee. Every presentation should be your best as though it will be your last. Also, get in their cars, what we call ride-withs. Get in their heads. Communicate with them regularly. Always return their calls, texts, or emails. Find out what makes these people tick. Be the sales rep that they like the best and will sell for. Take notes on each rep and keep a file for future review. Perhaps you devise a a route-specific incentive 
for one or two key sales reps in a highly brand lucrative part of the market. Don't forget the power of movie premieres and how you can use them to your sales incentive and account support advantage, even more so now as theaters compete by offering beer, cider, wine, and spirits. Get buddies with the theater GMs and discuss premier options for future sales incentives. What is the biggest movie-going demographic segment in the U.S.? Well, it's the the 16 to 29-year-old male. So what is the average age range in sex of the wholesaler sales rep? It's 21 to 39, and they're male. Are you seeing a correlation? Take them out to lunch. They'll love you. But go to an account that is either a buying account or a highly sought-after non-buy. Always use your resources strategically. And ask the reps, uh, ask them for their, their keys to great selling. Be a sponge. If your tap room is nearby, use it and abuse it. Invite the wholesaler to have their next sales meeting at your tap room. If they can't, invite them over uh, one evening for a tasting. Don't forget to include food and plenty of it. Also, be on the lookout for groups that enjoy drinking. I suggest you inquire at your local chamber of commerce about networking gatherings and where and when they take place. Oftentimes, these are held at on-premise establishments on a monthly or quarterly basis. Consulates do the same and will often pair up with other international consulates or foreign consulates to make for a bigger party. But back to the chambers. Think about your chambers and, and the fact that they are full of members and people who know people. Get to know a key person in your chamber and network away. This will pay exponential dividends. Don't forget the gearheads too. Car clubs meet at on-premise venues nearly every month. Once you're in with a group, you can lead them to your A accounts where you'll have a promotion or feature scheduled. This account love will go far. You can then leverage this relationship during your non-buy presentation as a means to promise support for the authorization. Trust me, this works very well. I've also found that high-tech firms hold Friday in-house parties to retain key employees. Stop by some of these firms and ask where they buy their alcohol from. Leave cold samples on a Friday with your card. Typically, these these high-tech firms, they use a large food service caterer with an alcohol license. You can sell in your brand and have the caterer buy from your distributor. Typically, they know each other. To this highly sought-after group, be sure to consult with your distributor after you get the lead. Most likely, they'll love you for this. Then be sure to attend the function and sample your brands. Don't forget to bring a laminated sheet that includes brand info and where to buy in nearby on- and off-premise accounts. So let's take a little recap of episode 22. We hit three corollaries that I want you to remember. Number one, if an account never sees you or it's you know a heck of a long time in between visits, it will quickly drop your brand in favor of another. Corollary number two, the wholesaler is your internal 
customer. And corollary number three, people buy from people and brands that they like and people sell for people like you and brands that they like. Try to set a a weekly goal to make 10 new relationships. Your success is dependent upon relationship cultivation. You will be amazed at how things will take off as you build a relationship base. You'll also learn how to leverage initial contact relationships to your brand's advantage. The more relationships you have, the more value you will possess in the industry and to your employer. Think of each relationship as a stock investment. Every time you communicate or interact with the stock, its value will rise. Be tenacious, creative, persuasive. These are three key traits to build upon. As I've said in other podcasts, be the linebacker, not the cheerleader. Lead by example. Also, never take the credit in a wholesaler sales, executive, or annual business plan meeting. Always give the attaboy to the wholesaler salesperson, even if you did all the work. But be sure to let your boss know when you see him or her what you did. Record your big successes. Keep a cha-ching ability diary and fill this in at week's end. List big account gains, openings, displays, new relationships, incentive results, and DM and store manager presentations made. Tally all the wholesaler sales meeting presentations and events attended in the year. This will be your review ammo and guarantee that you get a fat raise or promotion. Always observe and inspect an account before you begin presenting. Look for personal rapport tangibles to build a relationship upon. Lastly, to really get good at the sales rep position, you'll need to be in shape and more creative than your competition. As a six to seven day per week runner for nearly 48 years, I strongly recommend aerobic exercise each morning before you begin work. If you can't jog, then speed walk for 45 to 60 minutes. Get that blood pumping and ideals will start to come. Then have a healthy, low-fat breakfast. Commit to this winning regimen. Some of my best ideas come from working out in the gym at night. I always bring a, a notepad to jot down thoughts. I also bring industry newsletters to read between reps. This will help keep you on top of your game. When you're in shape, your confidence level rises, your presentations will stand out, the creative juices will flow, and people will be attracted to you and what you have to sell them. Good luck, Chris and the Shine Runners. I hope this helps. Thank you for listening. Please check out my website at shinerunnercraftmarketing.com. Or check out my book at Craft Beer Marketing and Distribution, Brace for Skumageddon. Join us next time on the Brewing Network Shine Runner Show for episode 23. And as I said earlier, I hope to have an experiential event guru in for the next show. <laughs>